Hello, everybody. Recording live from somewhere. Lord, all night Sunday, Central. Would that exactly be where you can do that on my last day yeah i would love to keep in touch with all of you <laughs> and and to do that subscribe to the bomb diaries <laughs> podcast on apple itunes rate share Amazon subscribe prime now pan now streaming on pandora <laughs> i know a lot of uh, my coworkers have been wondering if i've been on pandora and i'm here to announce that we pulled the trigger. Just recently, the answer is yes. <laughs> your prayers have been answered. Do I sound okay to you in your ears? Yeah, you're sounding I don't sound good. tinny. I feel like I hear like an echo. Go ahead. One, two. It's smooth. Ooh. I can actually hear myself really well today. Yeah? I like it. I made some renovations to the studio. Did you? No. Oh, I was going to say. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I should do you that. You could have fooled me. I should put a trailer in my going away email, <laughs> I should put our uh, Fifty Shades of Grey trailer in there with both of our Instagram handles. Hey, guys, I, I loved working with you. Uh, and if you want to hear more, if you really want to get to know me, please like, subscribe. Uh, go check out me and my buddy Joe. I got to tell you, I, I don't know if I don't know if it's laziness or if it's just quality control. But I, I'm starting to realize why every project either you and I do, we just enlist each other to do said project every time. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've written a couple of things and I'm like, oh, where am I going to put Chris in this? Like, uh, Yeah, because... <laughs> where Who's he going to play? Like, I just automatically uh, yeah. assume. In this podcast... Don't ask is, anything. I just yeah, assume. Yeah, and I'm going to do it. And this podcast is no different. I, I spent really the first year of doing the podcast interviewing different people about whatever it is that they do. And then we started, we hit a rhythm at one point and I was like, well, you're just, <laughs> you're just, I'm just going to do it with you all the time now. <laughs> but, and every once in a while, the stars will align that I'll bring someone else in to record. But you forget when you're, when you're hanging out with, when you're doing this and hanging out with one of your best friends, you've got a rapport to where this thing just starts and rolls. And we kind of think about what maybe to talk about, but it always evolves somewhere else from there. But when you're not doing that, every person you sit down with, it's an introductory podcast. And so you've either got to do a whole bunch of prep work or just throw it or, or it's just a very base level discussion. And it, you've had a ton of comics on, but have you had anybody that's not a comic? Because yeah. I feel like comics will like, you know, you you have to find a rhythm, and that could take a really long time. Yes. Uh, but for non comics, it's got to be tough to sit down, and you gotta you gotta prep an intro. You gotta have everything kind of teed up and ready, and you have to be prepared for like, what if I'm not getting enough from this person? I yeah. gotta I gotta fill in. There's gonna be a lot of me in this. Fair point. And. Now that you mention it, everybody who I've brought onto this who was not a comedian was very close to me in my life. Either Lexi or my brother Shane, I think we're the only non-comedians who were. <laughs> so if you haven't, if I haven't spent every day with you for a period of four years at some point in my life, like Shane and I shared bunk beds for the better part of a decade. Um, and oddly enough, Lexi and I do the same. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm all for uh, couples bunk beds. It's nice. Sep- like, have you have you watched those old Lucy? I love Lucy episodes. They didn't have bunk beds, did they? No, but they had separate beds. Right. Right. And I guess they had to because at the time it was like illegal to show partners in the in the same bed. Right. And so. But it sounds like an amazing idea. I share a bed right now, and it is brutal. It's I, it's tough. Like, you, and you have like I guess now they so make right. those different like sleep numbers, and but it's like those are like not twenty thousand dollars. I'm not gonna pay for me to have a different bed than the person I'm sleeping next to, and I can just buy a different bed you're for so, a quarter of the price. You're so right. I've been arguing for a two bed system hashtag two bed system for <laughs> years. At the very least. At the very least, I argue for a two-blanket system. And that uh, that goes over like a lead balloon every time I suggest it. But a two-blanket system would alleviate 30% of those problems. And a two-bed system? Heaven. It's like a dorm. Why can't we have a dorm room? Why and, can't adults have dorm rooms? And I think it'd be hot. <laughs> I yeah, think, that's good. You kind of yeah, I mean? sneak in in the middle of the night? Because right now we get into the same bed and I'm lazy and I'm old and my libido's not where it used to be. Yeah. So oftentimes I'll just I'll give a glance and be like, oh, I'll get you tomorrow. Or you're gassy. <laughs> right and you gotta you gotta share the the, the single cover yeah, and there's just, you know there's a lot a lot of dutch prob- ovens and a lot of problems <laughs> a lot of things but if we're in two different beds it's almost like being back in the dorm rooms and being like yes yeah, that's exactly sneak it. over yeah i'm gonna sneak over to catch the underclassmen here yeah you you're waking you're it, i mean ideally let's go with twin beds i i, I like the thought of having this two is what i want to ask you is uh, this is one of the things oddly enough that i'm excited about the i one of the things that excites me about the idea of starting a family is the rush of sneaking in shenanigans again. You have to, you have to hide your shenanigans from your kids the same way you used to hide shenanigans from your parents. Oh, let me tell you, that is difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's it adds a little. Uh, you know, you might get caught. You might have to explain some stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you may have to say that uh, you know your dad was trying to power bomb your mom. <laughs> You know, you watch wrestling, right? You you seen the Tombstone? Dad's power bombing mom. <laughs> the pedigree. You know, Hunter Hearst. Uh, we were just practicing moves. Yeah. It's it. my dad power bombs my mom. <laughs> <laughs> the mail. I saw the mailman give mom a choke slam. <laughs> it's uh, cause cause my my children are at the stage where both of them are in our rooms right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. They. They have their, their their own rooms, right? But they also have a little corner of our room where it's just blankets and pillows, and they that's where they want to sleep every that's single cute. night. So there's it, it's not as uh it, it's not as fun when your option is is sneaking off to your kid's room to have mm-hmm. you know to, you know you know yeah, toss that, around a little bit. That makes a little it. That's weird. It's weird. Yeah. You you know, but with the kids and ne- it's. Yeah, it's you. You when you get there, <laughs> we can have a very deep conversation about this. It seems like it'll be exciting <clears throat> to get to that point again, as, here, especially if I have a son, because when that son gets to be of age to start cocking off to me, I want to be able to not say it, but look him in the eyes and go, "I'm gonna take this. I'm gonna take this out on your mommy." <laughs> Oh, you think? Oh, you think that's funny? You know, you know that girl, you know that lady in there that you revere more than anything. You would believe what I'm doing. To her. I'm making a mockery out of what you think she is. Yeah, it's uh, it's 
it's <laughs> we'll have a deep dive into this at some if you have children it'll be it'll be interesting to see what you uh what your methodology is for shenanigans and scooting around that stuff what's your all right what's your <laughs> silence here we go every week i feel like i do this to you what's your go-to method for shenanigans like do you have a go-to like here's how we hide from the kids we tell them blank or we're in blank room or we're certain time of day how do you do it so sorry sorry in advance maritza ideally ideally they're in another room and you just have to be a little silent right yeah but lately they're in the room and you have to be dead silent. Which is difficult because I know you like to holler. <laughs> I'm a yeller. I'm a screamer. Ow. 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 <laughs> wow, this is, this is awesome. This is absolutely amazing. Uh, so so I, got, I have to tone that down a little bit. Uh, it is the... I can't even find an equivalent, but it's, uh, it's, it's silence coupled with fear couple it's like the first time you watch the movie the ring yeah <laughs> how's this gonna end <laughs> am i gonna make it through this i'm Climb- really scared right now i think i'm climbing out of the well too fast here <laughs> that's the other thing you get to blame if you're firing too too hot too fast you get to go wait a minute i think i hear something that was the well, thing <clears throat> when i was a kid like when i was a kid growing up fooling around when like when i'd have to worry about my parents and stuff like that. That was the biggest thing because Chrissy Poo here gets a little nervous for the first couple of times and, <laughs> and that leads to mishaps. So every once in a while, I'd be like, shh, I hear someone coming. <laughs> we and, can't do this. And, she, and she'd be like, I don't hear anybody. Like, nobody's coming. <laughs> nobody's she'd, here. She'd be like, nobody's coming. And I'd be like, no, somebody is. <laughs> no, somebody definitely is. We have to stop. I couldn't be more sure of anything in, in the world. <laughs> Somebody's coming. Well, you know, sometimes uh, at the end of a long week, after you, uh, you're with your partner, you're with your, uh, your, your significant other, you, you just need to, uh, to rekindle the flame. Yep. And there's nothing worse than uh, getting off the roller coaster because it's over, right? It's just you've been caught. Or oh, no. you just can't, or the kid wakes up and is yelling because they they had a nightmare. Have you been caught to where one of the kids looks at you like, huh? That didn't look like a <laughs> we, that didn't look like a power bomb. We, we, <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> Dad, Dad, she never power bombs mom before midnight ever. <laughs> we had uh, my 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 daughter walked in on once, and because uh, you know well, you know it was like a Thursday afternoon or something, and you were like, do you want a brother or not? <laughs> it's like. This is how we get a younger sister. You said you wanted a brother. <laughs> you want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. <laughs> and uh, it is weird explaining that because she's like, what, what are you guys doing? Uh, what are you doing to mom? It's yeah, always like, what are you doing? To, it's she's like, so smart. It's too. like, what is mom doing to me? Why isn't anybody worried about me in this scenario? It's like, what are you doing to mom? And it's like, oh, geez. Like, she can, yeah, that's right. What's How about me? She can put up with this much longer than I can. <laughs> I'm the one. It is uh, it is brutal, man. It is brutal. <laughs> but it's uh, it's something as adults you have to skirt around, you have to make time for. And, and you know, sometimes, sometimes it gets tricky, man. Sometimes yep. it gets tricky. And sometimes you got to, you know. Put a halt, and you're just like, "All right, I guess, uh, I guess that's not happening. <laughs> I guess that's not happening today." Okay, what, see you next week. 
What a way to start our Christmas episode. <laughs> Are you a Christmas song fan? Yeah, like you know what you know what really gets me? You know what gets me in the mood more than more than anything for 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 Christmas time is uh the chipmunk songs. Oh, you like those? I love the chipmunk songs. <clears throat> me, I want a hula hoop. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's awesome. Where are you, Alvin? I hate those. Oh my gosh, they are the best. They get me in the mood. They make me want to go shop. Nothing makes me want to go shop, but throwing on some uh, some chipmunks tunes. Alvin and the chipmunks yeah, get you in the mood. It huh? gets me, boy. Kids go to bed. <laughs> Go to bed, kids. Santa's coming. <laughs> it's uh, Santa's coming tonight. And I low key really like uh, what's that? Uh, uh, the song. So think about this. This time last year, our biggest, the biggest thing in the news was: is it appropriate to to play? Um, is it the weather out? No, baby, it's cold outside. Baby, it's cold outside. <laughs> baby, it's cold outside. What if we turned on the light? Yeah. What if they forgot <laughs> to pick you up? <laughs> <laughs> Baby, it's cold outside. Drink this cloudy drink. I'm getting a little sleepy. <laughs> Turn off the location on yeah. your phone. <laughs> Sign this disclaimer right now. <laughs> it's uh, I love that song though. Something about the back and forth of it. And I the, don't remember the, anything about uh, it. The innuendo. Just, do you remember the? I do. I get the crux of it, and it does. It does just seem super. No one can hear you scream. <laughs> yeah, but there's consent, right? There's consent involved. Well, there's. <laughs> There's he beats her into submission. <laughs> no, well the whole thing is like if you have somebody over, right? And it's like Go on. Look, what if uh you know, oh man, geez, it's so cold outside. There's no way you can leave. Yeah. And they're like, Yeah, hey. nobody would she would be like, Yeah, nobody would quite Yeah, hey. and so it, how about give her a ride home? <laughs> <laughs> we don't have <laughs> There's no such thing as Uber yet. <laughs> And that jacket's not very warm. <laughs> Either put out or freeze to death. And she's basically saying, bang me or you've got to go in the middle of a snowstorm. Yes. By the lyrics, yes. yes. However, uh, it the, the thought is that she's they're making excuses for reason. Oh, and she's yeah. also like... You're right, it is cold outside, yeah. right? She wants it, you're saying. I'm dating your brother, but it's cold out, right? Like you're it's just going to tell your friends. <laughs> I think anytime I do. a super famous <laughs> comedy podcast. <laughs> but uh, that song gets me too. There's something about the, those two going back and forth. And I'll what I'll tell you is up until last year, I had no idea what they were talking about. Just the tone of it I was into. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is fun. This is good. This is cheery. Yeah. And then uh, last year was brought to my attention that uh, it's a little, uh, you know, it's a little, little risque. Little yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you don't want to play that one for the kids. What I do like, uh, what I will say I like about that is that it's original. <clears throat> it's a new, when it was out, it was a new Christmas song. 
the thing I hate about Christmas music is it's so it's just lazy and derivative, and it's this it's never there've been since the ones that you always hear there've been like eight new Christmas songs ever released, and then the rest of them are just Harry Styles singing Jingle Bells for the 900th time and it used to be Justin Bieber and it used to be Aaron Carter and it used to be name your other guy just singing jingle bells every time and I can't I can't Well do what's it. the big one the Mariah Carey That's my second favorite So my understanding is Mariah Carey makes like 40% of her uh of her I don't want to call it a salary but of her revenue It's her uh, old, from Christmas It's her Old Town Road episode Yeah <laughs> What is the song? What's the Mariah Carey song? It's, All I want for Christmas is you. You don't oh, know it. Jeez, yeah. you don't know it. I do. It just—it's like at every Macy's perfume I don't counter. Love this Christmas. There's just one more thing I need. I need, I need a, the bare naked, <laughs> bare naked ladies, uh, version of that song. I, that it's, Christmas song I hate. That one will make me want to end it and be done with Christmas. And everybody gets a lump of coal. Nobody's getting anything exciting. I'm done with it. I don't want to hear Mariah Carey. I'm not a Mariah Carey fan. I don't want to hear it. Give me some baby. It's cold. I would like somebody to re- redo that song. Somebody you know without current. without the sexual assault. Maybe like maybe like Kanye and Taylor <laughs> Swift or something. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> so the only Christmas song that you hate is the only one I like. Yes. That's I, I absolutely hate that song. Why? Why don't you like Mariah Carey? Because it's fantastic. everywhere. It's it's oversaturated. It's Alvin and the Chipmunks is not oversaturated, but it, Mariah it's, Carey it's is. It's whimsical. Mariah Carey feels more commercial. It, it feels, has heart to it. Mariah Carey, like, is she made a song, like a movie called Candy. Like, this is the person I want... Bringing in cheer to my life don't during the about, holidays. Don't think about new. I can't get past the person. That's my problem. Well, don't think about new, like now, train wreck on New Year's Rock and Eve, Mariah Carey. I want you to think about back then, no, Mariah Carey. No, she doesn't get credit for the roller, five years she wasn't crazy. She was on the roller coaster. And it's just <laughs> like. Is that honey? Honey. Wasn't Mace and Puff Daddy in it? She was Did, amazing. Mace and Puff she, Daddy and everything. Hang on. Tell me Mariah Carey didn't make a man out of you back when back then Mariah Carey. I wasn't a fan. You had to have Mariah like cable. Mariah Carey with Old Dirty Bastard. Come on. Is that was, she, was Old Dirty Bastard in, in Honey? He did the remix, I think. I thought it was Puff Daddy. No. Am I wrong? Am I, uh, ODB. Yeah, I, I'm not with it. I'm not with it. You're her. not with any of that. I'm not with it. I don't like... Forget Nick Cannon's wife. I'm talking about old Mariah. She's like Kanye. Old Mariah. No, because she's been crazy since 2000. Not, that's that's two decades. Not MTV Cribs high She doesn't get credit for the four years that she was like a normal... Like she could have been... I guess she, I was going to say she could have been the Whitney Houston of her generation, which I guess she almost is. Yeah. Um, but... She, I don't know. There's something, just I don't, I don't. I'm not with it. I'm not with it, man. There's something a little bit off-putting, and that song is just everywhere, and it's crazy, and I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. You like things that are annoying, <coughs> which explains our relationship, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm here. Yeah, you like Alvin and the Chipmunks, but not Mariah Carey. You know what my other favorite Christmas song is? And I didn't even know it was a Christmas song until I watched a documentary about it. Outcasts, Players Ball. 
Wait, you watched a documentary about Outcast Players Ball? No, There's I, a documentary about I, Outcast Players Ball. I watched a documentary about Outcast. Do you know the song Players Ball? Uh, I th- I'd have to li- I'd have to hear it I'll before play it. I. I'll uh, play a piece of it real quick. I'll play it really quick here, just a piece. And it's a. You remember this? It actually used to be my ringtone. Of course. Of course, right? It's the it's my it's my favorite Outcast song, and Outcast is one of my favorite groups. I'm not hearing Christmas. Hang on, it'll come it'll come up. Well that's the thing is unless you listen closely, you don't really hear the Christmas. That's the best part about it. But this is technically a Christmas song. Have you ever heard this? It's like Christmas in the hood, right? Like no, am I wrong about that? Yeah, you're wrong about that. Oh, it's not ex- it's not Christmas in the hood. <laughs> I thought it was like from the, the vantage point so of the like s- some kid. The story behind that song is that Outcast was coming up in Atlanta. And ev- Hotlanta. Hotlanta. And every act around them was getting signed. <clears throat> Everybody was getting signed. I think it was L.A. Reed that was signing all of them. I might be wrong about that, but I think Even it was. Even J.D.? I get goosebumps on the baseline thump so fat. They call me Professor J- J.D., he's from Atlanta. Jermaine Dupree, you mean? Yeah. I, 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 I don't know. You know I call him JD. Um, you we, call have him that, J- we have that kind of relationship. I was going to say, I think JD, unfortunately, JD has passed the generations to where, you know, all of our, <laughs> all of our college listeners wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, <clears throat> and so everybody was getting signed but them. And so they, they tried to get an audition with Ellie Reed. He wouldn't really listen. They finally auditioned for, I think it was Ellie Reed. And he said that he, he's like, I just don't see it. And it's not, it's not for, I just don't see you guys making it. I don't have room for you. And then offhand, they were putting together a, a hip-hop Christmas mixtape. <laughs> and I guess they just needed a spot for it. So they had bothered L.A. Reid enough that he's like, fine, you know, I'll throw you a bone. You can do this, but you have to make a Christmas song. So instead of making a Christmas song, they made an outcast song and just threw a bunch of Christmas references in it. Very very barely like i respect that. he starts the song by saying it's beginning to look a lot like what but but and so but that's a christmas reference kind of yeah it's halfway there right Mm -hmm. maybe they didn't have the they couldn't trademark it's beginning to look a lot like it's a pimp it's a song about pimps but also about christmas that's isn't christmas really about pimps though uh yeah we (laughs) all kind of do at the heart at its core we all kind of do get pimped for christmas yes we do Mm -hmm. um i Speaking of outcasts, I w- and maybe I'm wrong because I don't follow hip hop very closely. But I and this crossed my mind more recently. Did you think Andre 3000 was going to have a better career than what he ended up having? Yes, and he well he would. He just hasn't released an album in <clears throat> fifteen years. Well, there was like some rumors for a little while that he was going to be playing uh, Jimi Hendrix in a movie. Oh, really? That would be cool. And so I really thought, like, I kept looking forward to that because I was like, oh, this is going to be really great. And it's going to put Andre 3000 on the forefront. And he may be able to actually transition into, you know, being looked at other than like a pop rapper or whatever. And so he just seems to me like a very creative person. And I've always dug what he's what he's done. Yeah. And I'm always like, why don't like, why hasn't he like what like what happened? Right. Like he could have been like. Remember Pharrell in like the early two thousand? Like that should have been Andre three thousand. Oh, I think he's way. I think he's way past that. <clears throat> but I think he's not bigger because my guess is he doesn't want to be. Uh, he actually did play. He did play Jimi Hendrix in a movie in twenty thirteen and was nominated for an Independent Spirit Award. <laughs> oh, so it just wasn't a big movie. Maybe yeah. just an indie movie. Let's see. He was in Semi Pro. He was a big, big role in Semi Pro. 
He was in <clears throat> Scary Movie 4. He was in Charlotte's Web. He was in Four Brothers. He was in Be Cool. Yeah, but I was expecting like uh like he was he was going to transition into not being known as a as a rapper anymore or as a crossover as a music artist. Yeah, like well, he's, you, know, you you know how you watch The Rock sometimes and you're like, yeah, it's The Rock and you forget that he used to be a wrestler. Yes. Like I thought that was going to happen Andre 3000, but more music uh, you know. And then you would get excited to be like, "Oh, maybe he'll drop an album one day." And right. he just never transitioned. It's like that, he almost like who ended up being that guy? Like who took his spot that uh that I thought he was going to have. I can't off the top of my head think of like Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> Is that him? No. <laughs> Did he take his spot? No. Um it's just like I don't I don't know, man. I I just I feel like I was robbed of Andre 3000 uh brilliance because yeah. He's a real artist. Well, he stepped away and just didn't want to do it anymore. Same thing as Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill went away after the miseducation, and we've been we've been begging for that album for a couple of decades ever since. See, that could have been Mariah Carey. If she left for a while, if she left after Honey, How people would you? be like, oh, my God, let's get some <coughs> Mariah Carey. How dare you? But instead, she showed up on TRL drunk and on Quaaludes and uh, gave away like popsicles and, and was crazy for a little while, which I get it. Mental health is a thing. Uh, but you know, not who I want, you know, as I'm shopping through the mall is to be hearing is some crazy Mariah Carey. What? You would rather that than Frank Sinatra's goofy nonsense or whoever loop de loop dickory duck. Don't forget to hang up your sock. <laughs> that is on the chimney now. I, uh, I think there's a happy medium. I don't think that it has to be 1930s Sinatra, but I also don't think it, it, it needs to be well, uh, crazy Mariah Carey. Like, give me somebody in the middle. Give me, some, uh, give me some Adele. Give me some... Oh, it's, it's right? about that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I see what it's about now. You, know, you I don't think, want Mariah Carey. You want Adele. I, I, think, I think if we got a unique a unique voice for these Christmas songs. Like imagine Macy Gray singing Christmas songs. I would be into that. I like that voice. Try to say goodbye and not joke. Give me some of that. But some Christmas. All I want for Christmas <laughs> is you. There's a Jesus. Niche. Jesus. <laughs> I hope you were a bad girl this year. I don't want that there's at all. A, what I'm saying is there's a niche for Macy Gray in this. I think, I think there's, for artists like that, that are just like, oh, you have a unique voice. Let's 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 Christmas that up. Who has a more unique voice than Mariah Carey? Hitting them high notes. Uh, she just has a great voice. I wouldn't call it unique. You know, as soon as you hear that voice, that it's Mariah. Like Carey. like Amy Amy uh, Winehouse had a very unique voice. There's just some people who it's just not like it's not the best voice you've ever heard, but it's definitely unique. Like Adele has an amazing voice, not unique. But an amazing voice. And then there's people who like Macy Gray who have very unique voices. And it's like, yeah, I, I want you to sing more stuff because I like that raspiness. I like that. Eh, like that. <laughs> that uh, <Yeah>. like, <laughs> what would you well, want? It's Ben. Huh? What would you want to hear Macy Gray sing for Christmas? Baby, it's cold outside. <laughs> I want her to be the male in that. <laughs> I really shouldn't stay. Yeah, I'm actually kind of cool <laughs> if you left. <laughs> 
I think I can't leave. No, I will call you a cab. <laughs> I will call the cops. <laughs> I didn't ask you over. Yeah, someone get me more booze. <laughs> I thought I told you it was over. <laughs> Actually, I think the weather's clearing up. <laughs> Let's watch the forecast right now. <laughs> I bought you some snow boots. 10% chance it's partly <laughs> sunny. <laughs> Maybe. Here's, so a, <laughs> here's a question for you as a parent, as a parent of young children. How are you handling the whole Santa thing? This came up recently because I have a, I have a, a couple nieces who are about 13 years old. And they came over and told my daughter that Santa wasn't real. Wait a minute. Yeah, so um, it's what's a little your, tough. What's your daughter now? Five? She's six. Six. She's six. <clears throat> she believes Told in a six. It. Well, yeah. Yeah, six. yeah. She's into it. Told a six-year-old there's no Santa. And then we had to talk to them, and then they had to come around and have another conversation with her about how they were just joking. They can't wait for Santa. Um, <clears throat> it's... It's cool. I, I mean, it's it's awesome to th to know that she believes in that stuff still. I I think I'm like two years away from her questioning it, mm. uh, but she still wants to do the list. She still wrote a letter. We still put that letter in the mail for Santa. Like she's still really into that stuff, <coughs> and really believes in it. But I also think she's getting to the age where she's like, wait a minute, like I don't. How does Santa make money? <laughs> How's uh, how's this guy getting every house? How's we don't even have a chimney? Kids and on Christmas and open mic comedians, <laughs> just trying to get on the list. Just trying to get on the list. Uh, hey, is the list full? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so she's get she's getting that age. But right now it's still fun. Like we're still gonna do the cookies, like for you know for Santa the day before Christmas. We're gonna st still do all those things. So it's nice reliving some of that if like, you need somebody to dress up as santa and visit i'm your guy for the cookies <laughs> hashtag brown santa's, santa brown santa santa's got some delts <laughs> 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 i don't remember santa being so ornery. <laughs> <laughs> santa's angry and he's got a unibrow <laughs> why does santa have such tiny teeth dad santa told me to fuck off <laughs> i don't know <laughs> Why is Santa from a coal mining town? <laughs> Why is Santa answer every every all my requests with I bet you do? <laughs> Mrs. Claus seems awfully young, doesn't she? <laughs> she is that it's not the same Mrs. Claus as last year. I don't <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Claus really fills out them Santa pants, doesn't she? <laughs> so yeah, she's still having fun with it. And uh we actually bought my my brother bought a Santa suit, so we're gonna sit we're gonna dress up this year and Oh cool. Uh, yeah, and and we might even use it with the kids too. Now you said you're <laughs> <laughs> Go to bed. <laughs> What's Santa doing? What's Santa doing to mom? <laughs> Is it there's a Santa song baby. about that? Yeah, like Santa was caught kissing mom Santa or something. Baby. I don't know if that's a concept song about her actually kissing Santa or if it's just about a kid catching his dad banging his mom. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Um, oh, that's not Santa Baby. I saw mommy Santa kissing baby. Santa Claus. Santa <laughs> Baby is Santa Baby's just a girl with a with a Santa what Claus. What is it about fantasy. that voice? Like that you like that. Don't look don't no, say to me. No, no, what, what is it about? it about that 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 like uh 
that women's sultry like Christmas voice. The same thing, but like same kind of voices, baby. Is it cold outside? Is the same voice from Santa Baby. Right? No, see, I disagree. I think the baby it's cold outside voice is a girl being coy and like <clears throat> playing well, I don't know about playing hard to get. <laughs> she's, she's already at the apartment. I don't know about playing hard to get as much as trying to be as hard as possible yeah. to get. But it's the same tone, though, isn't but it's it? Like, no, it's like, a, baby, it's cold. Cold outside is more giggly, where Santa baby's a little too far, like, come and get it, Santa. Yeah, that's that's a little, uh, it's a bit much if you think about it for considering they play why that. Do you, why do you pull out that candy cane? <laughs> Santa Show baby. mama that North Pole. <laughs> I ain't into ba- Betty Boop and shit. Peter North. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to throw that name out there for absolutely no reason. Solid Peter yeah. North reference. No, this is about... Wow, This I think this is... No, I. it's tough to say. Then I saw mommy tickle Santa Claus underneath his beard so snowy white. Oh, what a laugh it would have been if daddy would have only seen mommy. Oh, what a laugh it would have been. If Daddy would have seen Mommy kissing Santa Claus, they're this into cuck, some stuff. This cuck-ass yeah, Daddy, they're into, they're into some some holiday. I think stuff. this is just about a kid that catches Mom and Dad making out, fooling around under scamming, the tree, yeah. scamming at the tree. It is odd that Dad's dressed like Santa. I will say that <laughs> it's July. Why is Dad? <laughs> Why is mom kissing Santa Claus? What happens the next year if like the presents aren't what the kid wants? Is like, mom, you got what? Did you lose your touch? <laughs> you got to put out I, better for Santa Claus. I, I thought you had an. Well, end. I don't know why I said that I like thought. you. Hey, mom, <laughs> what are you putting out for Santa? Because every kid has my voice. That's why. <laughs> I I have the voice of a whiny child around the holidays most of the time. That's 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 my. My that's your baseline. That's my cadence. You're already putting presents under the tree, though, right? We are. We're there. Uh, it's tough because they're open. How do you they're explain? But how do you explain that presents are under the tree 13 days before Christmas? Well, here's something a lot of people don't know. Um, most kids are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> most kids, yeah, they're not that bright. They're, they're idiots. Yeah, they're they're. You know they're beautiful. This right? kid, they're this beautiful. Kid. <laughs> they're lovely. They bring a lot to the world. They're this, they're our future, but they're not that bright. This if they're kid, like six. They don't question anything. This kid's on Zoom kindergarten all day. She hasn't Googled <laughs> any of this. <laughs> um, yeah, they they don't even question it. Like kids, there's something so innocent about that. Where I'm, we should glad. have we should have Chinese censorship style, so that if someone Googles. Is Santa real? It should automatically. They should, should have something for that algorithmically. Yeah, and, and if it's coming from like this, if you've if you're on YouTube Kids and also you Google is Santa real, you need to go to a site where it yeah. enforces. You got to be careful real. where it sends you though. It could send you to Fox, Fox Megan Kelly on Fox News. Santa is real and he's white. Kids, <laughs> do you remember that? I don't. That was an actual thing. She said that. Yeah, they were doing their war on Christmas deal that they always do. Which has been pretty quiet so far this year. The war on Christmas. Oh yeah, because we're you know dealing with the virus. But we're and it's all you always play the same notes. Like <laughs> I, I like how we're in the middle of a pandemic. You're like, why isn't anybody upset about <laughs> Christmas this year? <laughs> why is it? But normally that doesn't get in the way. And Starbucks always takes a beating around this time. Oh of year yeah, because their cup doesn't look whatever enough, 
And then they do that thing where people go in and they say, what's your name, please? And and, and they go, it's Merry Christmas. That's what it is. Are you going to write that on the cup? All right. Put that on the cup. Okay. I'm just trying to. Okay. We, we need to do, we need to, baristas have a rough life, buddy. You're dealing with a lot of, yeah, a lot of different people, different, you know, walks of life in there. Yeah. And, you know, if you, if you have to take crap from somebody who is bent out about the temperature of their coffee yeah it's that's a that's a them thing it's not a you think they're bent about the temperature of their drug they're bent about not saying merry christmas and then there's and then there's creeps like us that are just like hey (laughs) can i get a can i get a water (laughs) what do you want it doesn't matter whatever just turn around and make it (laughs) as long as you turn around and make it i don't i don't get out of the house anymore (laughs) I used to piece. I was an athlete. What no, What name do you want on this cup, Daddy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ice white mocha for Daddy? <laughs> name? Baby, it's cold outside. <laughs> and I go to Starbucks where it's all male baristas, too. It still works. <laughs> it, still <laughs> it still works. works. That's, that's what I was talking about, actually. Yeah. White mocha for Daddy! <laughs> that's me. <laughs> there was a there was an actual thing when they were doing their war on Christmas where Megan Kelly had this soundbite. That's going to be the weakest war of like, all time. Kids, kids are being told that uh, Santa is I forget what nationality, and it's really throwing into doubt whether Santa's real because people are hearing. And she's like, "Look, kids, I just want to let you know Santa is real." And he's white. <laughs> I'll show you the video after. It's the weirdest thing of her trying to save Christmas by telling kids that Santa's white. That is, I don't. It, I I'm at a loss for words. I mean, it's of course, just so ridiculous. Of course he is, because he would be shot coming down the chimney if not <laughs> yeah. hey, he's, it's good he's white it's fine right of he's course, white and he's fat of course he's white by how we're all cool that he's breaking and entering into i'm houses. surprised there hasn't a big a big movement to have santa lose some weight we're just well, let's just do hacky let's just do a hack comedian santa's white bits i mean honestly how many times would the slave be pulled over if he was <laughs> If he wasn't. That's how he gets away with <laughs> just getting into everybody's house. Yeah, exactly. He'd Jesus. be pulled over in the sky in a heartbeat. <laughs> um, what were we talking about? How Are you surprised? Like, I'm surprised you haven't had, like, a uh, Santa should be more fit. Right? Because... Well, Hulk Hogan, Santa with muscles. Great flick. Great flick. Goldberg actually played Santa as well. What was the name of his? Hey. I don't know. Santa on steroids. Santa on steroids, yeah. yeah. Uh creatine Santa. Yeah. It was uh I don't I don't I don't know what the name Santa of it was. Santa and Tidy Whities. <laughs> Santa the Streak. Sa- Santa doing an impression of Stone Cold Steve Austin for WCW. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh Santa's sleigh. Is that that's actually pretty that's a pretty under the radar name for something considering it's you know starring a 350 pound muscle he's, roided he's guy. really angry throughout this whole movie yeah he's goldberg yeah but he's like squaring up to fight the whole time <laughs> it's like so all of my uncles around i believe we this. left off on you saying children are stupid i'm not saying they're stupid i'm just saying that there's a lot you could get past them yeah right like so have you put all the presents under the tree uh no not all of them because i haven't purchased all of them yet and let me tell you, as uh, as somebody 
who isn't super involved right now and Christmas shopping. I don't even know what's under the tree. Now, like all those things are going to be surprises to dad too. Oh yeah. Now are all of the presents tagged from Santa or are some tagged from mom and dad? Some from mom and dad, some from Santa. And then we'll be getting some from like grandma, grandpa, all that jazz. Sure. And uh, my daughter's at the age where she wants to buy gifts. She's like, what am I going to get your mom? And I'm like, I don't, you don't have any money. Like, right. I, don't, <laughs> I don't know how you're going to work that out. Yeah. So we, ha- I have to do the thing where I, I, she helps out around the house doing like, you know, putting away the dishes, uh, you know, like small stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, Child and labor. I tell her I that I'll take her to the store so we could buy mom a gift nice. for, for her chores. Nice. So yeah, so that's that's she, how we're, we're gonna go around that. But it's like, look, you did. Uh, I, I'm also wondering what I'm I'm setting her up for failure because it's like, oh, you picked up the living room and I gave you eighty dollars. I don't want you to think that that's uh, that's that exchange rate. If you're, what is you know? this? A, what is this? A union job? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's eighty. Jesus you know. Christ, my kid joined the Teamsters. <laughs> so. When it comes to all right, so you've got split. Split ownership between Santa presents and mom and dad presents. Hundred percent. Is there a way that you delineate those? Like which ones are tagged from Santa, which ones are tagged from mom and dad? And I'm going somewhere with this. Anything that my my daughter puts on her list for Santa will be from Santa. And you just do. We do every like so. We'll get her things she needs. Yeah. So we'll get her like, uh, you know, cool. uh, What is it? Unicorn sweaters and cool like the stuff she needs. We'll get her. And uh, we try to get her something, you know, a toy as well. She into regular. But if she puts a list together, any we'll get her something from the list, and then that will be from Santa. Is she into regular unicorns or fat unicorns? Uh, Chubby unicorns are in right now. Anorexic unicorns, oddly enough. Oh wow! How about that? <laughs> white <takes> unicorns. <laughs> I want everybody to know unicorns are white. Yeah. Uh, she's actually, I think, getting out of that phase and oddly getting into like uh, video games and different it, stuff like that. Yeah, it's quarantine man great idea on how you divide the presents um <clears throat> the next thing i was going to ask you about is how your parents handled santa um when you were a kid and oh they didn't bring him up <laughs> they nobody ever talked to me about santa they didn't talk to me about anything like, they didn't, there's no way but they mentioned like oh santa's coming yeah he'd just be like what do you want for christmas there was no talk of santa there was no no uh whimsicalness around christmas there was none of that it was would just the, would the would the presents say santa no it said mom okay dad. all of them all of them so you never every grew single up. one you... no not a single not a single time do i remember having a gift from santa. so to you santa was just like a mascot for christmas like, yeah he was you weren't looking at it like this is the guy that brings me presents you were looking at like the coca-cola po- yeah polar he's bear. just like he symbolizes christmas but he's, he's not gu- he's, he's not involved in any of it he's he just was the, the guy he was the guy Gecko for you. yeah he's just the guy he's not you know he's not a spokesman I believe in him spokesperson for christmas yeah he's he's a, he's a christmas ceo yeah okay. he's a he's a jeff bezos of <laughs> of christmas <laughs> i had it split um I had it split between households. Um, That's always brutal. So, so dad, my dad's side, I'm pretty sure they just did. I'm pretty sure they did everything from Santa, and maybe stocking stuffers were from them. My mom would divide them, and the good stuff came from mom, <laughs> and the pretty good stuff came from Santa, from Santa, which is a fair trade. When I look back at it now. It would, <laughs> it probably had gotten annoying for a year or two to be like, oh my god, 
thank you, Santa, for the Sony PlayStation. <laughs> and my poor mom, who's working three jobs, is like, oh, yeah, yeah, I did this. Oh, yeah, the PlayStation. Yeah, I did yeah. this. I was working till four in the morning. Somebody, uh, there's a comic who has a bit about that. I remember watching that on like Comic View, where it's like, no, like, like I, I think it me. was like, no, there was like an old uh, BET. And she's like, oh, yeah, black people don't believe in Santa Claus because it's like, no, he's not getting credit for something. I, yeah, it's oh, something like that. Yeah. I, I vaguely remember. I it. think I remember one about. Oh, God. No, I don't. I don't remember. I was going to. I'll mess it <laughs> I up. I was going to make, I was gonna make something up. up. I accidentally, <clears throat> when I was um, too old, um, I, I told my younger brother, who's a year and a half younger than me, that there was no Santa. Um, and I was like, don't tell anybody. Cause I had just found out. I think I was like, here's the thing. I, I'm kind of embarrassed to say when I knew I was like 12. <laughs> it's like 28. <laughs> it was last year. It was actually when you mentioned earlier. There's no <laughs> so I told my brother who was at the time 11, he was a year younger than me. I told him, Hey, you didn't hear it from me. But there's no Santa. <laughs> he runs out and tells my dad on me. He's like, Chris said there's no Santa. My old man comes in and whoops your ass. No, he. but I guess you're in a tough spot when this is of like, what are you going to do? He's got to protect the lie. House of Cards is about to fall down. He comes in screaming at me. And I've got another younger brother who was asleep and he was like, six or seven at the time and i'll never i'll never forget i'll never forget he's screaming at me there's a seven-year-old boy out there who needs santa <laughs> i was like jesus i just i was only telling the 11 year old i wasn't gonna this is just between us i wasn't gonna i wasn't gonna WikiLeaks this whole thing out <laughs> I was just telling the teenager that there's no Santa. <laughs> but that's about the age where you're a little bit jerky. Because what's the upside of telling somebody there's no Santa? Yeah. Like somebody, right? It's only to be a jerk. I, <laughs> only. It's only to be a jerk. I think I just felt lied to. And I was on a, I was on a campaign. for Because I was like, hey. I'm single-handedly going to flip Christmas on it. I feel like <laughs> I was belly. like, I'm learning about this a little too late. Pay this thing forward to Shane of like, hey. Don't be like me at school. No one wants to be. No one wants to be the last kid in school to believe in Santa. <laughs> <laughs> You're going junior. to winter formal as a junior yeah. <laughs> and being like, God, what's Santa getting know, you guys? Uh, we we got to wrap this well, up. We I'm, know, I'm expecting the old the old Santa Claus we, to come down the chimney today. We know what Santa's not getting you: a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's my kids are still at that age, and I guess there's something fun and whimsical about it because you get to live, you know, you, yeah. get to, you get to redo that. But I mean, at some point, you're right. The, you know, the house of cards is gonna fall. And, you know, hopefully they just start questioning it. And I don't have to tell them. Yeah, I but imagine. You're right. I have to. I don't want my daughter to be the last one at school. No, you're probably gonna have to if she's like ten. You're probably gonna have to pull her aside and be like, hey, "Look, hey, I'm gonna let you in on a secret." I mean, there's no way she makes it that far. How do you how do you break um, how do you break that news? It's just, hey, here's the, I'm gonna let you in on a secret. Yeah, you know that thing that you've been believing all your life. Mm -hmm. It's fucking fake. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's <laughs> and, imagine, and, imagine, and honey, and honey, 
this will not even be close to the last time this happens to you. <laughs> you know that thing you've been believing your whole in. You, you know that thing yeah. you've been believing in your whole life, meaning Santa. He's not real, and just just wait until like fifteen years from now when you're in therapy and you realize you've been believing in your dear old dad your whole life. <laughs> I'm like Santa, kind of. Yeah. I'm Santa for your mom. <laughs> <laughs> she believed in me once, too. <laughs> Wait oh. a couple of years, we talk about Jesus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we'll tell a little story about the president. <laughs> and I'll tell you about 2020. Mm-hmm. That was brutal. I have... I just, in the last month or two, I think I may have told you this, signed up for the Nextdoor app where I just hear neighbors complain about other neighbors. <laughs> I'm on that. It's like one of the best apps. It's so good. It is so funny. It's so good. What what homeowners get together and just bitch about. They spit hot fire on yeah. that too. And it's like everybody's low key throwing shade at each other. Oh, here's the best one. Uh, t- not to go too, too inside Bakersfield, but there's a Foods Co., which is a standard supermarket that's being replaced by a Vallarta, which is a Mexican supermarket. Oh. And someone posted about that on there yesterday, and I woke up to find that there were 98 comments. And I was like, I, you know the, you know in the cartoon, like when the Wile E. Coyote is fastening the bib around his neck of like, is about to eat? I, that was me like, oh, oh this baby. is going to be good. Uh, Let me clear my calendar. Yeah. Not working out this Let's morning. Let's see these racism accusations. Yeah, 100% racism. Was there racism in there? Was there it was, nice? There was racism. There was, there was, um, Stuff that was incorrectly classified as racism. There was just everything you would want it to be was in there. Oh, I man. thought about throwing a grenade in there, but I was like, let's just let this thing play. I out. don't want my I don't want my my house to get egged. Yeah, I'm exactly. Just, uh, I'm new to next door, so I can't I can't rock the boat too much. <laughs> you have to wait a while. Um, but the the thing I want to bring up is, um, I would say seventy percent of the posts I'm seeing in this area. Not neighborhood, but area of neighborhoods on next door right now. What do you think it is? Selling stuff? Stolen Christmas decorations. Oh, that makes some sense. Six out of ten posts right now are like someone stole my reindeer from the... There's got to be a special place in hell for someone who steals Christmas decorations. (laughs) Because it's you're just being an asshole. There's no beneficiary reason like even every th- theft is bad but you there, there's justifiable theft there's explainable theft and there you know there's theft by certain motivations what would be the reason someone would steal christmas decorations i'm gonna guess that people who are stealing christmas decorations this isn't you're an adult like it's not somebody like 34 it's just like i Could gotta be, i though. gotta i gotta flip this I'm, I got, I'm guessing it's like 16-year-olds, 17-year-olds that are just being th- assholes. This drug habit can't pay for itself. <laughs> I got, hey, what's Rudolph going for on the street right now? I got to go to a pawn shop and hawk an inflatable <laughs> Santa. Because <laughs> what do you do with that stuff? Like, there's That's what I'm saying. You're, you're only st- stealing it to be a jerk. Just to be a jer- just to steal it. Yeah, that's, you know, that's a bit much, man. It's happening a lot, too. See, I don't live in a neighborhood where we... Where we have a bunch of decorations. Imagine like taking all the time to put up Christmas lights and blow up an inflatable Santa. And then you come out the next day and you're like, who of all the things somebody stole? <laughs> 
Who would steal this? It's got to be kids, man. That's the only thing I can think of. Because it just sounds like something a 17-year-old would do. Yeah, but today, in 2020, I go like, oh, that's a 40-year-old. Oh, yeah, it could be somebody that's just like... Because 40-year-olds are doing what 17-year-olds used to do. Like, I totally expect, in 2020... I totally expect to go to my 40-year-old friend's basement and see a wall full of street signs that they stole. Okay, yeah, I I could see that, especially the people we run with. Yeah, it's the year of the man, baby. (laughs) That's exactly right. I have a room like that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm stealing. I hate Christmas. I don't steal street signs. As a matter of fact, I've stolen a few. Listen to the two of us. We're we're in my house staring across a giant rooster and two muertos skulls. (laughs) And in your house, you've got old Larry Johnson posters where your children's (laughs) pictures should be. And a bunch of Jerry Rice memorabilia. Yeah, we're we're definitely men children. Yeah, definitely. 100%. So you you were you were telling me about a few things that you wanted to talk about before we started and I opened the floor for you to decide any one of them that you'd like to cuz I've already monopolized this enough we're at 52 minutes just talking about Christmas. <laughs> I was uh, a pretty significant date for us is it is our 1 year anniversary of doing stand up comedy. For the Los Angeles Police Department. LAPD Southwest Division. And let me tell you, if uh, on that car ride home, somebody was like, look, one year from now, you're going to be in the middle of a pandemic. And everybody has to social distance. Businesses are going to be closed. And the country is going to be divided. I would have responded with, all right, things are going to be looking up. <laughs> things are going to be looking up. <laughs> if only someone had the body cam footage of how we were abused that night. It was brutal. And uh, one of the things that I remember about that night, it's it's probably the only time I've ever seen this from you, is that is the one time where I felt like you were just defeated. I was. <laughs> I was. Because normally you can salvage something, right? You yep. can salvage something from a bad show. Yep. You can salvage something from a bad trip. Um I was I was purely beaten that night. Yes. And purely it beaten. was it was brutal, man. Our 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 buddy uh I got Mike, off stage ten minutes early. Well <clears throat> we had done a show for the Los Angeles Police Department and guess who didn't know that there was gonna be a show that night? All of the less <laughs> Los Angeles Police Department. Yeah, they had this banquet to let loose and just get hammered. And they, and we didn't even get announced, really. No. Like, they never like, hey, we're going to do comedy. <clears throat> they just sent us out to the middle of a dance floor while everybody was at tables. F- four hours after we got there? Doing 20 minutes of pop. I think it was 20 minutes of pop, 20 if minutes. I remember correctly. Correct. And doing 20 minutes is... It's not tough, but doing five minutes in front of that crowd is brutal. If people aren't waiting, if people didn't show up for comedy, if people are really, really toasted, if you're performing for a group of people who never get to see each other, uh, they're all somewhat connected. This happens a lot at like uh, company parties, holi- you know, yeah. imagine a company party where, you know, you don't get to see Diane in accounting very often and everybody's in one roof, they're letting loose a little bit. Nobody wants stand-up comedy. You just want to hang out with your friends. Well, especially when you've spent the whole year being shot at. <laughs> L- like the like the good men and women at the LAPD Southwest Division have. Yeah, it was... Uh, they de- like, 
I didn't. I looked up afterwards, but they deal with like the real deal incidents out there. Like they're like murderers and like yeah. gangs and all that. And we're just like yeah, three two weeks. I think it was two weeks after our show. There was body cam footage released of a Southwest officer who was chased by a man with a machete on the street. No shoes, no shirt. Chased the cop with a machete, and the cop had to put him down. It could have been me after that show. I wish it, it could have been me. <laughs> I wish somebody would have just stun gunned me. Yeah, it was. Uh, How about the guy that walked into the first floor with a sword? There was a guy walking around the lobby with a sword of the hotel. And he was he was as safe from arrest as he could ever be because 450 police officers were upstairs partying the night away. Yeah, it's oddly the uh, the safest place you could have been and also the most dangerous place you could have been for a lot for us, at least, because yeah. it was brutal. Um, I just remember going into that night and I don't remember what and you can probably remind me what what your thoughts were. But I remember going down and thinking the whole time like this is going to be bad is going to be bad mm-hmm. there's just no way most holiday gigs are bad and people who are listening who are in charge of putting together holiday get-togethers um don't do comedy no right don't don't and, and i know if you, you think do, you want it you don't and if you do here here's my suggestion you know that funny guy at the office that everybody tells him like oh you should do comedy oh you're so let that guy do it let him do it have that, at it buddy because that'll also hopefully uh like it like stop him from ever trying to do comedy yes um but don't invite actual comics uh now don't get me wrong we're gonna take a gig because a it pays b there's a 0.0 percent point one percent chance that this might be fun um but for the most part, it's lose-lose for everybody. Yeah, we can't help ourselves. Yeah. And there's always that one person. Every holiday gig I've done or corporate gig I've done, um, there's always like that one lady who's in charge of the whole thing. Who's just mean. Who's just mean as all hell. Who's just telling me when I can eat. Telling me where I can sit. Do- telling me what I can yeah. and cannot say. Doing everything but telling the people there for the party that i'll be performing yeah because it's typically somebody who uh maybe isn't in a position of power uh but they're supervising us oh we forgot to mention we weren't allowed to curse yeah and they told us that only like five minutes before <clears throat> stage time 20 squeaky clean minutes to, and and realistically those people don't want clean even if no they're they're cops Right, like they're these are people who cuss all the time. They don't want to hear about my children and me being super clean the whole time. They want to hear some dirty stuff. But the fact of the matter is, HR's not going to let us do that. Um, it was, I want to say maybe a top two to three, and I, I don't even want to call it a bomb. Um, you you won the night. It was brutal. You won. the it night. It was still brutal. <clears throat> uh, I can't. My mindset going into it was like, look, I don't. I'm going to just do comedy. I don't care. I'm going to do my set as if they are reacting like a, you had a, a good 300 start too. plus crowd. I forget what it was, but it was basically like, firefighters suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> firefighters are pussies. Well, I, I Googled while you guys, uh, I think while Mike Scott was on stage, I Googled like, what do, like, what do police, like, what do, pol- like, I was like trying to, to yeah, at. like things like that. And I, and I seen on there that they hate, firefighters 
Um, like, there's like they don't have a good relationship. Could you imagine how annoying it is to be a police officer? <clears throat> um, to see a fu- how a firefighter is received because th- that's the job. Oh yeah, being is. a fireman because you only show up to help. Like here, a firefighter never has to never sh- shows up to a house and has to be like, "Sorry, ma'am, we're gonna have to burn this one." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I called them, uh, I called firemen second responders and the place like blew up and they yeah. were like, oh, you're right. It's uh, yeah, go, exactly. cops. Pandering ass. Yeah, I know. You know, I, got, I had to do what I had to do and it was brutal. Um, yeah. But it's the one year of that anniversary. And in some ways it feels like yesterday, but in a lot of ways it feels like literally five lifetimes ago because um, it's almost to the day that we did that show. Oh, really? Yeah, um, almost to the day. I want to say it was the 11th, and I have no idea what today is, but um, I got a reminder on Facebook that it happened within the last What's the background week. on your phone? Is that a cartoon San Francisco 49er? <laughs> yes, sir. Who is it? Uh, it is George Kittle. Um, Where is that from? I don't know. I found it online. It's just an online thumbnail. Yeah. You have two children and a wife and me. You have me. None of us are the background on your phone. Have any of you guys ever scored 40 touchdowns in two seasons in the NFL? No. Not in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> in a men's pickup league, I'm not killing the, it. Not in the NFL. Two-hand touch at my dad's house. I actually had uh, my children on my screen for a long time, and then finally I was like, you know, I just I don't want to be, you know. <laughs> <laughs> something happens when you uh when you're around well, people and you open up your phone and they see your children you and they're again. like hey can i is that your can i <laughs> and it's like look you don't care about my kids i know you don't so care now you about just my tell kids. people that your child is george kittle yeah <laughs> i look i'm a i'm a 49er fan i'm that's... a proud dad of the tight end for the <laughs> san francisco 49ers it is weird having a, a photo of somebody on your phone that's like 10 years younger than you and which a, i which i struggle with in sports. and a hot guy <laughs> <laughs> Who's okay. that on your phone? i don't know he's hot yeah he's hot yeah i got a wife i, I sure struggle with that though like i sure you do i have some uh some old throwback jerseys and i'm fine i mean i don't ever wear jerseys yeah but it's like at least i know this is somebody i looked up to when i was younger i would feel odd being like wearing some 22 year old yeah player's jersey right and then being like yeah go and it's just weird exactly i totally agree because i used to look at sports through that lens of being younger exactly um and it's weird now when i look at people and i'm you know the, the stars now and i'm like geez you look like you're 12 yeah exactly it'd Jeez. be like get, getting an autograph from somebody who's like nine years younger than you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i want to be like you when i grow yeah. up I I, I I really like your uh your your jump shot there can i get your autograph no not my thing man. good god yeah, so uh yeah, one year to the day, man. One year to the day of uh of that show, of that brutal, brutal show. That's and I true. I just wanted to rehash that because I remembered that it happened this week last year. And also just bring up the fact that it does feel like three lifetimes ago. Y- you were around for the only two times I've quit. What was the other time? Stramler Park. Oh yeah. Rocktoberfest. <laughs> I guess that's not the first time I've seen you defeated. Second yeah. time. <clears throat> yeah. I, but that time I quit the game before it even started. So I left with <laughs> dignity in tow. Um, I, I just, that was, that was Couldn't it. Couldn't do me. it. Yeah. Couldn't do it. It wound up being the right move. Yeah. Both of them would have been the right move. But we had quit. a chance to get it back and get back on the scoreboard the next week when we did the New Year's Eve show at the church. I'm still convinced that's the reason why my years turned out like it. <laughs> that could be. That could, started they, the, they started, knew. 
started the new year off and let me tell you about um they knew we were heathens how patient and understanding you have to be to date people like us and be with people like us uh new year's is a pretty big holiday for everybody um and instead of doing something fun which we could have done Right, we could have gotten together with friends. We could have had drinks. Uh, <laughs> I think you hey. already had. J- hey, <laughs> what do you mean we could have gotten together with friends? <laughs> I mean we, Jesus like us. Christ. Yeah, like we are friends. My significant other, your significant other, and us. Like we could have done something else together as a group. There you go. And uh, and instead of doing that, which is probably something that our significant others would have wanted have to do. We drag them to a church mm-hmm. in probably the worst part of town, uh, definitely bottom three part of town, uh, to do stand-up comedy for about 150 to 200. It was a big room. It was a big room. Uh, church-going folks. Well, reformed church-going folks. Exactly. Which are actually probably my favorite ones. Which I... You know, I'm not a religious person. I'm not devout. I don't know what I believe. And I used to kind of roll my eyes or sneer or whatever, but um, I've grown out of that for one. And then two, doing that Reformed Church show also made me like, ooh, this means this means a lot to other people, and I need to just step back and let that happen because there were some rugged fellas in that place and I look a lot of face tattoos, a lot of flannel a lot of flannel with the button top button buttoned all the way up. A lot of Nike and a, Cortez. And a Raiders or Dodgers face tattoo, a lot of head tattoos, a lot of teardrop face tattoos, and I looked around and I went, Well, I may not believe in this big man, but whatever they believe in is the only thing keeping them from robbing me. So <laughs> Church. <laughs> yeah whatever whatever it is that they think is going on here is all that's keeping me alive to to the ball drop like we walked out of there at midnight safely after after the ball drop um but that's this is the way we chose to, to spend our 2019 oh yeah was with cops and then with People the cops probably would have been arrested, like two oh, opposite yeah. ends of the spectrum. Yeah, uh, both pretty bad situations. Um, that's how we went into into twenty twenty is with both of those things. Riding a high, doing church shows, cop shows. Oddly enough, the church show went great. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, and that, that one was actually fun, which is weird, right? A bunch of cops won't laugh at us or laugh with us. Um, but you know, a bunch of people with, uh, maybe some crim records and, uh, and a little bit of hope Yeah, and they were all for it. And, and let me tell you, I haven't had this happen in a long time. Um, but I would say that that crowd was probably the, one of the most appreciative crowds in, a, you know, maybe ever since I've been doing comedy, everybody oh, yeah. was very, very gracious at the end and had a lot of nice things to say and. Uh, you don't get a lot of that with uh, with bar crowds or even with big shows because most of the time they're not there to see you, so they don't really, you know, give two shits to talk to you. Yeah. So it was nice to and talk we got, to the and the we got fans. to and we got to do a thing that's a that's a that's a favorite for any up and coming any any couple of comics on the come up. Bury a headliner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let me tell you. Let me. Uh, 
very very nice person and wound up ending and doing fine but there is something nice about being like i know, like i know you're gonna give me 25 20 or 25 minutes because we're from bakersfield and we don't have credits and we haven't done laughs on fox but just check this out just just maybe just wait a second maybe, just just, just maybe a, maybe maybe come check us out just maybe me, just maybe you me, should know just give me a hot minute yeah there's nothing i think there's nothing more um you know, if when you're on a show with somebody, it is you want everybody to do well. Um, mm-hmm. But if you're featuring or if you're, you know, last three up, um, you want to bury whoever's. And I, I take this back. If it's your friends, you don't, you don't want to bury them. You don't want to bury anybody, but you also want to go like, especially when it's not even it's not about them and it's not about it. It's just about it's just about, hey, I know that you think that I'm a yokel scrub. And I know that you you brought this person in from 70 miles away, 70 miles south. And so you think that this is what comedy really is. Um, so I just want to show you. Yeah, I just, maybe you should have shopped local for this. Maybe you should have did a little bit of research. Maybe... Maybe you didn't put your the person you're paying uh, in a good position to succeed because we're we're gonna bring it. It's just like yeah, like <laughs> that I, sounded weird. We're gonna we're, we're gonna bring it. All right, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna do the thing. And for bring, God, bring it on. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> bring the jokes on. But it's uh, that happens quite a bit with these gigs where, uh, some, you know, a lot of corporate gigs, a lot where it's just like, oh, we need somebody to just kind of fill out the card. Right, because a headliner yeah. doesn't want to do all we the need, time. They go like, "We need a headliner who's got twenty thousand Instagram followers." Let's get them up. And Let's it's always it's always interesting when you get an invite to these shows because it's like, "Hey, we got this show going on, and let me tell you, let me tell you about the headliner. They're very up and coming. They're but and it's like, look, I know your headliner. And By it's, the way, it's fine when they come when they come and still handle business. That makes me way happier. Yeah, hundred percent. But when they're not re- ready to handle business and the venue thinks that it's going to be totally different i do like to give them both the and you don't you don't say anything about it you just treat it graciously but um i do i do like to kind of just watch them go like will re- we remember what happened here yeah exactly to those but that's how we went into uh, last year this year man which is i believe that i believe that person uh borrowed a Cl- borrowed my closer that night. I think you pointed out to me. Yeah, they borrowed. I, my, I, rem- I remember. Borrowed my closer. Yeah, just you know, I'm just gonna borrow it. I'm just borrowed gonna a call, borrowed a callback. I'm just gonna good know. for good for them. I'm just gonna hey, way to dig out. Yeah, way to find what needed to be done to dig out. And it's and afterwards gave me like a gave like gave me like a acknowledgement of kind of like yeah, I, I know. I think the best part of. Uh, and the only time burying somebody is fun is when they dismiss you beforehand. If because a lot of times uh, these shows are just sitting around for two hours together until the show starts, yep. and it's very obvious sometimes. And I'm not saying that this is what happened in this situation because uh, I don't think it was, but it's very obvious sometimes when somebody thinks that they are above everybody else in the room that they are a star because they were on you know, the TV show Bones one time or whatever the case is. Um, and they show up and they show up with typically CDs and they typically show up with shirts and they typically, 
show up asking you, you know, you know, trying to give you advice and, you know, telling telling you what it's really like in the scene and, you know, how they're trying to make it and how they did this and they worked with these people and blah, blah, blah. And you get out there and you just bury them because it's just like, OK, do you I, have, I get it. Do you have a best one of those for yourself? Uh, for me, it's definitely a show that it was that happened at Rocket Shop. One of our, our, oh, our, good, yeah. our good buddy Dan, yeah, uh, had a show out at Rocket Shop, and I I'm forgetting the guy's name, um, but I, I, you know sometimes, and I get it because it's like you're booking a show locally, you don't want to book locals as your headliners all the time. Yep. Um, but also, you know, you should know, you should know what I'm gonna try to do if you, um. I remember the name, but I'm not going to say it. Yeah, and so... He was a nice guy. I ended up burying the guy, um, which is fun. It's actually probably one of the... And what I will say, it was a great show. Mm-hmm. One of the funnest shows I've ever been a part of. Um, probably one of the better sets I've had in a really long time. Um, but I went out there with a chip on my shoulder. I am going to... like. But by the way... I'm going to try to make this room mine. You didn't... When you say bury the headliner, you didn't go out with hacky stuff or you didn't go out with a rubber ducky or you didn't go out with an electric guitar. And bur- There's two different ways to bury somebody. There's bury somebody where you do either something so hacky or so base or shake the room up to where someone's got to dig out of a hole to just put it back together to do the actual job. You didn't do that. You just did what you were supposed to do and did stand up really well. So... Like for anybody listening before you say like, wow, it kind of sounds like a dick. We're not like the inverse of that is for you to go out and do less of a good job for a crowd than you're capable of so that the so that the headliner who should be good enough to follow you can. And that's not right. Yeah, we are. You're looking for the betterment of the crowd who paid to see the show. And you're like, hey, not that I want to see you fail. But I'm not taking my foot off the gas pedal for in, in cheating the crowd on your behalf. And there's also something to it's a local show, so I have to see a lot of these people again. Yep. And if they leave thinking that, you know, I half asked it or it's not the best they've seen of me or whatever the case is, like I have to I have to see these people again. Then you're then you're an opener forever. Yeah. So no, thank you. Um, but my every comics job, especially if you're. I think if you're a feature, you want to leave. Every comic's job is Uber, let's face it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you, I, I wanted the people to be like, oh, yeah, the show must be over because that was great. Right. And then ideally you have somebody coming in and it's like, okay, well, that person is actually going to give you something that is just as good, if not better, uh, because and for long, because according to the to the to the flyer they should be able to that's right um but that's exactly it yeah so that's i think that's when if if a audience thinks the show's over when you got off stage Mm -hmm. you you're you probably buried the person behind you mine was i got booked on a show to feature for this guy and god i want to say his name but i won't he was a nice guy um i got booked to feature for this guy and he was a comic but he he was much more known. He's a he's a network TV actor, so he's booked a few network comedy sitcoms, and he's pretty well known on that. And I think he's got like forty thousand Twitter followers and stuff like that. Um, so he's pretty well known there. Not really known as a stand up. He does it more alty, <clears throat> but his big thing is network TV. But he's got all these credits, so they're like, of course, this is our. You're headliner. gonna be awesome. You're gonna be awesome. And I've got literally. No credits at all. 
I've got no credits because uh, I'm an idiot. That's why. I've got n- there's there's really nothing good you can put on my bio for me, um, because I didn't do any of the things you should do to rack up like the surface like the phony credits yeah. that somebody in our position has. I don't have them. So I'm just kind of, it's kind of like, hey, this is a guy. <laughs> you you want to come see a guy? Hey, this is, it's a comedy show. But you put the other dude on as a headliner and it gets to be NBC's blah and ABC's blah. Here he is. Netflix blah. So I got booked to do 25 minutes. I did my 25 minutes. He's supposed to do 45 to an hour after me. The 25 minutes went lovely went exactly how I wanted it to go. And I didn't go up to bury this guy either. Like we were having a really nice time. He was a nice guy. I offered to let him use my tripod to film his set, use that and all that. Um, but I did my 20, but I'm not, but I'm not tanking it. Like I'm not going to do less than for the crowd for your sake. I will not do that. Blame the booker. The booker put you after me. I'm not going to try to, I'm not going to do unscrupulous things to crush the room to hurt you. I am not going to let off the gas pedal to help you. I'm here for them, and I hope you do well after me. And I really, I'm not going to do anything to jeopardize you intentionally. But I'm throwing fastballs, and it, until until I'm out of pitches, and it's time to take me out. So I did that. He was supposed to do 45 to an hour. He went up and did, I think it was 13 minutes. No. Check, please. And this is as a headliner. 13 a minutes. Head. 13 minutes. Did anybody ask for their money back? No. Because because they got a good show. Because you gave them a good show. They were fine. Right? They got their money's worth. You gave fine. them their money's worth. And at that point, they were like, hey, because because of the way it went, nobody's going to be like, I demand 32 more minutes of that. And they're like fine. They're like, all right, we got we got to happening. see you. It was just like the LAPD. Um, <laughs> it was just like the LAPD when I was doing awful. They were they weren't going to be like, hey, he's got a twenty five minute commitment. <laughs> it, we got to hold him to it at fifth at thirteen or twelve or fifteen. I just went, hey guys, I know you're not really here for this, and so I'm just going to give you your night back. And nobody was like, what? <laughs> We're going to pay this guy? <laughs> he didn't fill his commitment. They were like, thank God. Yeah, thankfully. Good. Thank good. Get him off stage. They That crowd was the same thing. It was like, hey, we had some good laughs. This show is over. How long do I need to spend in the back of a pizza restaurant? Yeah. it's Get me out of here. Yeah. It's one of those things, man. One of those yeah. things where if, if nothing else, if you listen to this and think we're, we're shitheads. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, go out and support your local comics. Go, f- you know, and don't show up just because somebody was on NBC. Don't assume they're going to be the funniest person you've ever seen. That's right. That's don't a, assume anything. That's a big one. Because um, you were on Rock Jock. All right. So next, I'll give you a choice of between one and two topics to talk about directly next. Okay. Let's go. We could talk about either uh, an announcement that there's a moon colony planned for astronauts to. Um, to dock in 2024, or we can talk about Larza Pippin. Let's do Moon Colony because I actually don't know anything about that. I just read it this morning. <clears throat> so they're making some station that looks like a real super futuristic place um, that astronauts are going to be able to, whatever you would call, to 
hang out at? Like, it's a city? Like, uh, it's a town? I like, it's a market? Like, what is it? It's not a town. It would be like a resort, like or a hotel, basically, where they can go and stay on the way to another place. Or if they're doing study, if they're studying the moon, they can hang up there for a while. And So it's like uh, Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> it's like Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> but for but it's the moon. scheduled to be complete in 2024, which really made me laugh because... It, it makes me feel like NASA was just like, look, we ain't sticking around for the next election. <laughs> this one's enough of a shit show. But, I mean, we've been doing construction here locally on some of our roads, and it's taking three years to just get you know, those cleaned up. How are we building a whole – how are we building a resort on the moon mm-hmm. in four years? You know what they call it? Moon Village. Oh, Which geez. I feel like is a shot to Elon Musk for moving to Austin, Texas party at the moon tower is that what it is that what it is you've never seen dazed and confused have i you? haven't God damn it. you I, haven't I'm seen just, anything good look man i, I why I don't a, you like anything good i have a small world why look, you like I anything just, good? here's here's what i'm gonna tell you i watched your goofy hamilton it was awesome you need to watch dazed and confused i'll watch it Watch I'll watch it. it. Watch I'll watch it. it by the next time we pod. Okay, and we can talk. And about I'll give I'll give a recap. Introductory movie for Matthew McConaughey. Introductory movie for Ben Affleck. That's you know. You know it's you're fantastic. you're giving me you're just giving me credits. It's Hopefully fan. somebody buries them in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, waiter number eight on the credits just buried everybody. Yeah. Jeez. That's all I had on the moon. What base. happened to them? Uh. I, I actually think I'm astonished that a we can do that. Some you know s- technology, science. I'm always pretty astonished at all of that. Uh, but two, how you know how people have that rule? It's like, well, you know, I'm out of town. Yeah. You know, it doesn't count. It I'm, doesn't count. I'm I, not now. Imagine being with some astronauts at a resort on the moon. On the moon. Like, does cheating still count if you're on? The moon, like our relationship, so strong. Does cheating count if your privates are, are held to no gravity? <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> this resort, this resort doesn't even follow the laws of gravity, and you expect me to follow the laws of matrimony? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's exactly it. Like, how strong is your relationship? That it, you know, do do relationships cross barriers like that? Is it, you know, because I mean, think about it. I'm thinking. I, I'm guessing you're not going to be there for a few hours. Yeah, you're going to be there for some time. How turned on are you going to be on the moon after eating powder food and having an excrement tube hooked up to you for like, oh, yeah. Yay. There's no lingerie on the moon, homeboy. I've been I've been into it after worse things. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You know, we we grew up in the early 2000s, so swishy pants mean a whole there other thing go. to us. Yeah. There is no gravity outside. <laughs> Why don't you take off your helmet? How about you orbit this? <laughs> Baby, it's space outside. <laughs> <laughs> I got a black hole for you. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, my Put God. Put it in your asteroid. <laughs> Show me Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! What? Uh, what? Uh, do you have any other? It's cold outside. Space, sex. Oh references. man. Um, 
I got nothing. <laughs> I know I'm going to, when we log off, I'm going to be like, oh my gosh. <laughs> There's going to be a, yeah. If you think of any while we're talking, just at any point, just, just drop it em, in. Sing them in. All right. Closing out, Larza Pippen. Do you know this woman? Is that Scotty Pippen's wife? Scotty Pippen's ex wife. Oh, and she still carries the last name Pippen? Who wouldn't? I wouldn't. She wants to be a public figure. Is she going to be Larza? Whatever. I, I don't know, man. Anybody who's clout chasing, men, <laughs> women, doesn't matter. Let me ask you this. Larza Pippen made a name. So who do you think? Okay. Who has more Instagram followers? Larza Pippen or Larza Union? Who's Larza Union? Exactly. That's her maiden name. Oh, Larza Jesus. Pippen is a star. Her mother's from Lebanon and her father's from Syria. What's up? Home team. So And I, you know, I've watched her, not not my cup of tea. Not yes. I, I haven't watched her. I mean I, I Googled her. <laughs> I Googled her. I've followed her before. Um so she's with Scottie Pippen, obviously. And then in like 2015, 2016, she had a she had a tryst or an affair or something like that with Future, the rapper Future. I remember that. And he was like rapping about Scottie Pippen. He's had quite the hit list. What did he say about Scottie Pippen? I think he like, <clears throat> didn't he make a song and like dropped his name and was like, your wife is blah, blah, whatever. Oh, snap. <laughs> I like how his rap was still, Fans. it's cold outside. <laughs> <sighs> Wow, I did it by mistake. It wasn't on purpose. End up oof, with your wife. She was choosing up and it was on site. Had her riding on me like a motorbike. No one's accused him of being one of the best lyricists in the world. Had to clean her head like a wet wipe. He's awful as a rapper. But, yeah, he's... But boy, he's, he's racked up quite a list in his day. So she's been with Future, and then ever since then, then she got back with Scottie Pippen, and since then it's just been NBA players. So Tristan Thompson, formerly married to Khloe Kardashian, that's how they had the fallout. She was she was like the next best buddy to the Kardashians, and then it came out that she was hooking up with. Also, yeah, apparently everyone who hangs out with the Kardashians hammers Tristan Thompson. Oh man! And so she was out for that, and then I think released like an expose. Then she was with Eric Moreland, who's an NBA player for the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, you're the you deepest, gotta know. We, the deepest team in the NBA, the only player that we don't know. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Is you know, you know that's not gonna last. If you're Eric Moreland, you gotta have fun with that because you're Eric Moreland. Well, now she's with Minnesota Timberwolves player Malik Beasley. Also, not a big he's star. Like, he's like twenty three years old, and here's the messed up part. He's got a wife and a kid. And his wife found out about it via Instagram. Like there were pictures of he and Larza Pippen holding hands. And apparently, according to her, she was like, um, <laughs> like they just stepped, they stepped oh, out. Man. They stepped out as a couple, like Larza Pippen and Malik. And Beasley. nobody told. And she was like, hey, like there's one thing to be caught, but another thing to just be like press release. Yeah, we're out here. It's we like, out here. It's like when Shaq found out he got traded to Miami on like by watching ESPN. <laughs> she found out that she, that she's on being TMZ. released. She found out she's being released on waivers. Well, I mean, how? Maybe I'm not in tune with the world right now. Here's, but how big is of a deal is uh, Malik Beasley or 
this Pippin lady. Well, like, my, are they? I don't understand. But here's it. my question: she's she's really starting to gain some steam. Run through the run through the NBA. Is this like the NBA's version of Susan Sarandon and Bull Durham, where she's responsible for getting these guys to the next level? She's. Have you ever seen Bull Durham? I haven't. <laughs> Every classic movie you haven't seen. All right, so here's the deal. The real main, the main crux of the movie is Kevin Costner because it's a baseball movie. Is I think they're like a double A or a triple A team, the Durham Bulls. Oh, I know like the premise of it. And, and he's, he's, like, he's the old grizzly veteran who's got one more year left and he never made it to the show. They bring in this prospect pitcher who's just kind of passing through to go to the league, but he needs a lot of polishing. And Susan Sarandon is like the follower of the club who's been, she's been, you know, she's, and she's the one who dates the new prospects to off the field prepare them for what is to come in major league life. And so they start dating and she rocks his world and then makes him wear, um, makes him wear like a woman's thong during the game so that he can clear out his head and. It's a whole thing. I'm going to have to watch that movie. Could be Larsa Pippen in the NBA. Maybe she's taking Malik Beasley and she's, being like, hey, why don't you wear these boy shirts, shorts under your game shorts, and now you're going to average 25 points per game. She's fucked more dudes in the last CBA deal. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, she's the worst thing to happen in the NBA. Here's the part that makes me sad is when you're Scottie Pippen, Scottie's got to be like, what else do I have to do? <laughs> Whatever that stupid voice. Does anybody voice. have a worse reputation than Scotty? What do you mean? Like, I mean, he, everybody thinks he was underpaid. Yes. Right? He was the number two. But, fun fact, he wound up earning more during his playing career than Michael Jordan. Yeah. I know that, but nobody thinks no that. No one thinks that. Yeah. And it's always like, he always gets like the shit end of the stick all the time, despite having a pretty amazing life. Michael Jordan got chased out of the league for gambling, played games hungover, <laughs> partied to all hours of the night, um, uh, faithful issues with the wife. Scottie Pippen had two non-perfect moments, and they were they were like fifty percent of the thirteen-hour Last Dance documentary. <laughs> <laughs> he was a brat. For one summer out of six championships, and they and they came down on that. Well, he also uh, he almost almost led them to the championship without and then, Jordan. And then Jordan came back. He's like, "Look, I got this. I got this." How amazing is that? There's a chance Jordan was chased out of the league for gambling. It was initially thought that Jordan's gambling got his dad killed. That's what I had heard too. And everyone's like, "Scotty Pippen's a brat. Yeah, he got surgery for a torn knee instead of going to training camp. <laughs> Jerk." And now this. Like now, he, this. now this, but that's what I'm saying. Is like the lady carries his name. Like, is there anything legally they can do about that? Like, if if I'm a Pippin, no, there's and you'd be like, look, you can't keep my name. I don't believe so. Oh, I don't believe there's a keep my name out your mouth statute. Jeez. Um, yeah, but you got to think. This is one of the top 25 greatest players of all time. He's got to sit around and be like, what else do I have to do <laughs> to not lose my wife to future? And now Malik Beasley, Be- Malik, I'm Scottie Pippen. <laughs> well, he's got to He's got to come out with a stunner, right? Like he's got to, he's got to he like, he's got to shack up with like, like somebody, Susan right? Susan Sarandon. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's got to shack up with with like you know I don't know who's you know how Megan Fox. You know how I knew that's when I was starting to get old, is when I saw like when when ladies like Susan Sarandon and Jamie Lee Curtis started to look kind of hot to me. I was in my late twenties. I want to say I was like twenty six, (laughs) twenty twenty, maybe twenty seven, twenty eight, and I saw like uh, what's the name of that. Oh, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Okay. And Susan, young Susan Sarandon's in that. I'm like, okay, Susan. All right. Okay, I Susan. I see you. And then I saw like a, I saw a younger Jamie Lee Curtis thing, and I was like, all right, Jamie hey. Lee Curtis. But you remember when we like when we saw her in movies, she was just this short-haired lady. Yeah, you're just like lady, <laughs> like Meg Ryan. Then all of a sudden- Meg I'd, Ryan kind of got to going on looking back. Right. Until I was 27, I was like, I would see Kate Hudson and be like, that's what I'm talking about. But then I hit 27 and I'd see your mom, Goldie Hawn, and be like, okay, Goldie. <laughs> I see you. Okay, Goldie. I don't know what turns me into that person, but. I see you. I see you. <laughs> that's all I got. You got anything else before we get that's out of here? That's all I got, baby. Merry Christmas if we don't talk to you. Or happy whatever it is you celebrate because there's no wars on any holidays here. Why don't you go share the pod? <laughs> share it with all your friends. <laughs> <laughs>